Hey, this is Lena Matice, and I'm the Midlife Mommy. I'm a mother of three boys and one girl. I'm here to discuss weight loss and raising kids. I write the blog, Food is My Addiction. Please join me on my trek to reach my ultimate weight loss goals while finding my way as the Midlife Mommy. Hey, welcome back to the Midlife Mommy. This is episode 28, and today I'm going to be talking about mother-in-law and Mother's Day. So 29 years ago, when my husband and I started dating, I went over to his house and his mom just like walked by. She didn't even, I don't even think she said hi or anything. She might've said hi. And, but I remember my husband being like, Hey mom, this is Lena, the girl I'm dating. And she did say hi. Like, I don't know. I felt like, Oh my gosh, she doesn't like me. <laughs> and I told my husband that and he told her and she's like, what? I did. I haven't even said two words to her. And I guess that was the point. She didn't say two words to me. But as life went on, I really grew to love my mother-in-law. My mom was the most kind and generous person. One day I was talking to her about what I should call my mother-in-law and she just looked me straight in the face and she said, Lena, she's your mom now. You need to call her mom if that's what she wants you to call her. But you need to call her mom. She's your mom now too. And that's the kind of person my mom was. She didn't have jealousy. She just had love for everybody. And she expected me to love and treat my mother-in-law like I would love and treat her. She expected that. And I think part of that was because she knew that she wasn't going to be on this earth, you know, for that much longer. My husband and I were married 15 years when my mom passed away. But, you know, I'm still to this day grateful for that advice, for her telling me that I needed to love and treat her like my mom. There are some things that I do for my mother-in-law that I think her kids are surprised that I would do that. I take her to the doctor. We do things together. We go get our toenails done. And she has a great relationship with all of my kids. That was very important to me. I wanted my kids to love their grandparents. I didn't have any grandparents. I didn't have any grandparents until I married Chris. And I got his two sets of grandparents that were still alive. And I loved them. First time I met my mother-in-law's mom, Grandma Cope, she thought I wasn't going to like her because she's a very blunt person. But she was so easy to love for me. I just took to her and her husband like... They were my grandparents. I loved them. When they passed away, I think it was as hard on me as it was Chris or any of his siblings. I I didn't have grandparents, and they were the grandparents that I always wanted. I always wanted them. And then my father's mother, she, I loved her too, but she was a little bit harder to love. Before I got to know Grandma Smith, 
We called her Grandma Smith because her first husband, which was my father-in-law's dad, he passed away when they were in their 40s. And she remarried a man by the name of Van Smith, a really great guy. He was easy to love, too. He knew my parents, so it was really easy for me to love him and appreciate him. One of my first experiences with her, Chris and I went down to go see her because we had to take a Christmas present from my in-laws to her. And one of the first things out of her mouth was, boy, you and Chris sure have put on weight. (laughs) And I just laughed about it. And I still laugh about that because that's how Grandma Smith was. You know, she stated what she saw and what she felt. And sometimes that's not a good thing, but sometimes it's okay. You know, she was older and she probably deserved to tell people what she thought. I don't know. But anyways, there was a time we had just had Dallin and Chris had to go to a funeral. I didn't go because I had just had him like that week. And he went to this funeral and he saw his grandma Smith there. And he's like, hey, you've got a new great grandchild. She was like, oh, that's good. And she didn't even care to go see this new great grandchild. She said, we're busy. We got to go back home. And that hurt Chris. You know, that hurt him. And he he had a hard time with that, I think, because he felt like she didn't even care about him. She didn't even care enough to come and see her new great-grandchild. And so we didn't really have much interaction with her. And then probably, I don't know, four or five years later, I think CJ was about 10. My kids were talking about their grandparents and they're like, we have grandma and grandpa Matthias and we have grandma and grandpa boring. And we have great grandma and grandpa cope. And I said, well, you have another great grandma. And they're like, we do. And I said, yeah, you're grandpa's mom. I said, but she never comes around. So we don't know her. So I started looking for some pictures of them because I wanted them to know who their grandparents were. I asked my mother-in-law for pictures. She didn't really have any. So I got Grandma Smith's phone number and I called her. And I said, hey, my kids don't even know you exist. And I don't like that. I want them to know who their grandparents are. And I said, could you send me a picture of you so that I can at least show them a picture because they'll probably never meet you. And she's like, okay, sure. So she sent me a picture. And then probably a month later, she showed up on my doorstep. She introduced herself to my kids and she said, I'm your grandma Smith. And they were like, what? Like, why don't, haven't we ever seen you or known you? And That touched me, though, that she would realize that that was important. Grandma Smith ended up moving back to Pima. Jacob was probably two or three at that time. 
she didn't have a lot of patience for kids. So I didn't really take my kids over there very much, but I started working at a place in Pima and grandma Smith, every time she'd go get her hair done, she would stop by there to see me. And she developed this relationship with Jacob, my youngest, that I don't think she had had with any of her other grandkids. He loved her. <laughs> I know she didn't have that relationship with any of my other kids, but she loved Jacob. And I tease him and tell him that Grandpa Matthias sent him down to this earth to show Grandma Smith that she could love little kids and that she could be loved by a little kid because they had a relationship like no other. And that was the start of our relationship that I developed with Grandma Smith. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that we were able to see a different side of her because she, she was a harder person to love. She, there's no way around it. She was a harder person to get to know. But I learned from that experience that you can learn to love anybody. You can learn to love anybody. And I think that's why I ended up having such a good relationship with my mother-in-law is you hear those jokes about people and their mother-in-laws. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get those jokes because I have the best mother-in-law. I am so lucky to have her in my life. And I am so grateful my mom told me, She's your mom now too. You need to love her like you would love me. And that helped. That helped to have my mom be so secure in her motherhood that it was okay for me to love another woman. To accept another woman as my mom. And I'm so grateful for that because when my mom passed away, that was hard. And it, I was so grateful I had a mother-in-law there. Nothing will fill the void of losing your mom. Nothing. But having someone else that you love and cherish as much, it's okay. It made it okay. And my mom set that up. Maybe she knew she was going to die. Well, she probably did because she was 44 years older than me. She knew she wasn't going to be around forever. She was in her 70s when she died. And she knew, I think she knew, and she wanted me to be able to have a relationship with my mother-in-law so that I could still have that connection with someone. I will be forever grateful to my mother for that. And I think that helped me be able to love Grandma Smith. Because I did. I loved her. And one time somebody said, they're like, we just don't like Grandma Smith. We don't like being around her. 
And I said, you know how she is. You know that's how she is. So why can't you love her in spite of her issues, her problems? And that's really what you got to do with anybody. Can you love them in spite of their issues? Can you love them for who they are? That they are a child of God, just like you are. Can you love them? Can you respect them? So I hope all you moms out there have a happy Mother's Day. I know some of my sisters listen to this and I want them to know I love them. And they've played a huge role in my life. As a mother figure, all, most of my sisters are at least 10 years older than me. Some of them are 20. But they've played a huge role in my life. And I love them dearly. And I'm grateful that they're in my life. And that they come and do things for my kids. When my mom can't. Because she's not here anymore. I feel truly blessed to have the people I have in my life. So look for the good, people. Look for the good. You can love anybody. If you're having a struggle with your mother-in-law, change your mindset. It makes life a whole lot easier if you have a good mindset. And I'll talk to you next week.